My name is Carly and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends, how we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Clubs. Hey guys, it's Carly, and today I am interviewing another girl named Carly. Her name is Carly Donnelly. She is from the Rusted Vase Floral Company in Seattle, Washington. And I met Carly through freelancing for her um, in my off season when I would go home to visit my family. We have worked together multiple times. She's an amazing florist. She is a badass boss too. She started out in public health and jumped off the cliff and now she is in the floral space absolutely killing it. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. We talk about her getting started and we talk about pricing, what you're worth, a lot of things that even if you are not a florist are very relevant to the entrepreneurial space. So Please enjoy, and let's welcome Carly Donnelly. Hey, Carly, how's it going? Good. How are you, Carly? <laughs> that just made my name twins. I know. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for being willing to chat with me on the Bossy Class podcast. I uh, I want to hear a little bit about from you how you got started in the floral industry space. Yeah. Um, so I get asked this question a lot. Um, I've always really loved flowers. My grandma grew flowers. And one of my really good girlfriends got married, uh, I think it was 2013. I always, I can't, I always forget what year. Um, but she had a pretty extravagant wedding and I was a bridesmaid and I was watching her florist that day. And I was like, oh, that looks like so much fun. And, um, I was just kind of super distracted because she was doing like installations and, you know, hanging chandeliers and that type of thing. So I was just like distracted and watching. And um, I emailed her florist after the wedding and just said, like, if you ever need help, um, I don't know much, but I'd love to help. And she was like, yeah, sure. So we like got coffee and just hit it off. And then I started working for her uh, just freelancing. And it was like within a, Lindsay got married in October and I started working like wedding season the next year. So like early spring with Eleanor, um, her company is called Fashion Bloom. And um, it was like by the middle of that summer that I was like, oh, okay, this is what I want to (laughs) do. So it just kind of clicked. Yeah, it did. And what were you doing prior to this? Yeah. um, So I studied public health and nursing um so prior to this I was working for an organization called Hope Heart Institute um they did cardiovascular research education and outreach um so I was in basically in charge of all of like the community outreach programming there and I was miserable So was it an easy was it an easy way to find the courage to start your own thing, having like very little experience in it, or was it sort of like this just clicks and I 
want to try it out. Yeah, I think um, it kind of just made sense. Like it, it, I never really felt like a connection to something creative or like design based before that I was actually like good at, you know. Um, so I think it was like kind of an enlightenment enlightenment moment for me. Um, and then also like my family, basically everyone in my family, like dad, grandpa, both grandpas, both uncles on every side, um, my grandma, like everyone has owned a business in some fashion. So um, I feel like it was just kind of like in my blood to be like a entrepreneur or small business owner. So I had a lot of support. Um, like I didn't have anybody telling me like, oh, this is a bad idea. It's risky. Everyone was like, yeah, that's great. So I feel really like that was a huge, uh, that's very important to like how I actually got to where I am now. There's always something that is surprising along the way in like this journey, right? So like, I'm curious, like what you have experienced as things in hindsight, you wish you could have prepared better for. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, probably the biggest one, and I can like, I, I should, it's important to speak on this, just as like the amount of like computer work, you know, and I think that's, that goes into it, like the proposals and invoicing and emailing back and forth and vision boards. And like, I, I think I've had so many people in my life, you know, be like, oh, it's such, seems like such a fun and relaxing job. <laughs> I'm like, well, yes, I love it. It's not just like playing with pretty flowers all the time. Like I am a business owner, which means I have to deal with all of the crap that business owners deal with, you know, or like weird things. Like I got three uh, reviews on Google from bots, like no one I've ever worked with. And, you know, they're like one star reviews and just like trying to navigate that when I like reach out to Google and I'm like, I've never worked with these people. Like their names are like, you know, Marty Martinson, you know, <laughs> like, and they've left one review total in Google history. I'm like, um, I, I, this is not right. You know, that is something that like I never prepared for. Like, cool. Thank you for that review that I didn't work with you. Like, you know, that's, that's just like a silly example. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's just the weird stuff where like, you know, I never thought I'd use as many zip ties as I use, you know, <laughs> like you learn so many things. Right. Florists probably use more zip ties than any other industry in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. And I think the heartbeat of part of this podcast is really to shed light on these industries, especially the event space that I really just want people to know like, Hey, there's a lot more that goes into this. Like mm -hmm. our value is really incredible. And once you really dive into it with a industry event professional, it's very telling how hard it is and how many moving parts there are, but it's, but just at face value, it's hard to see that. Yeah. And absolutely. so um, I think that it's really important to have a little bit of the rose colored glasses, <laughs> rose colored glasses <laughs> off yeah. in 
um, before pursuing such a job because otherwise it's like, wow, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. Oh, for sure. And it's funny because like, I'll, you know, be hanging out with friends or something and we're getting coffee and I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, you know, getting, we've been together for a couple hours and I'm like, all right, I should really head out. I have a bunch of computer work to do. And like, it's so shocking how many times, like even my friends who are like, you know, super supportive of my business and intelligent. They're like, what do you mean computer work? I'm like, literally everything else that goes into a business besides like the pretty pictures I post on Instagram, <laughs> like talking to my accountant, yeah. my financial advisor, like figuring out how to build a six foot, you know, diameter ring three times on a ceiling. Like how do we figure out these rigging points? How many, how many bales of chicken wire do I need? <laughs> like It's a lot. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting. Yeah. And, and coming from the floral world, also, like, there, the amount of math you have to do is hilarious. I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, I didn't see that coming. No, and I'm terrible at math. <laughs> <laughs> you met my sister, yeah, Kerrigan, right? Have, have you? Yeah, I have. I've met yeah. her. And she's always, she always makes fun of me when counting out votives or hurricanes. She's like, no, you already counted those ones. I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm like, six. Well, she's like, start again. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I'm the same way. I'm like, okay, I'll double check it, but I'm I'm not the person to start the numbers. No. Like, I'll, I'll double check. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Uh, man, so obviously there's so many things that you couldn't prepare for. But like, in hindsight, like, what would you change? Like, would there be anything you changed? Or is it sort of like, hey, you just kind of have to like, go through the process and learn as you go? Or do you feel like there could have been better ways to prepare to jump off such a cliff? Yeah, no, I think um, I've talked about this a lot, too. Like, I feel like I really, really lucked out on like timing when I started my business. Um mm-hmm. It was, like I said, 2013 or 14. I think it was 14 when I actually started it. um, That I happened to be at an age when like all of my friends started getting married and like their sisters and then their cousins and like, you know, my college girlfriends who had sorority sisters who were like getting or like brothers or whomever getting married. So I feel like that kind of um, sort of like plummeted me into it really fast. So there wasn't a whole lot of time to like really think or like prepare or plan. It was just kind of like, okay, you have a business now, figure it out. And um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things along the way. Like, I think it's more like logistical things that I feel like I would have like, liked to have had more time to figure out, you know, when you have multiple events or just like getting a solid team is really hard. You know that like finding quality people to work for you or like help you out in a pinch, which like you've done for me. Um, that's, that's the most stressful part of the job is just like being a boss <laughs> of people, like a manager, you know? So yeah, I don't think there's anything I'd change. Yeah. It's like you, like you said, you kind of just have to like learn on the go and <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Totally. Can I throw like a question I haven't prepared you for to see it? And we can cut it out if it's not, if you're like, whoa, this is like really hard to think through. But 
as a boss, like that's a whole nother role. Like you're a florist and you're a business owner. I feel like sometimes those two things are like mutually exclusive. Have you put in effort to like be like learn how to be like a healthy leader and boss? And like, if so, do you have practices that have like helped you along the way to be like the leader you strive to be? Yeah. So I feel like um, something that has helped me a lot just because I'm like, I'm grateful to my sister for this one is I'm not great at, I have a vision in my head and explaining that to other people. And that's like totally one of my weaknesses. I'll be like, you know, kind of like this. And they're like, no, I don't. <laughs> Can you really explain that? <laughs> I think uh, drawing, drawing a sketch is like so helpful so that like, because I'm a visual learner. So like if I have charts and pie graphs and like pictures or a sketch, that's like a way that I can be a better boss to like teach my, the people working for me. Right. Or um, last year we had a couple of sessions where I would like have my team in and we'd talk about like styling um, and how I would like to see tables set up with like votives and candles and that type of thing. So for me, yeah, it's just like continuing to remind myself that like I have to visualize things <laughs> for them. Like I have to communicate because <laughs> I feel like a lot of the time I'm pretty laid back and very trusting of people and that kind of can get you in a pinch, right? Where you don't give them enough instruction because I don't want to be a micromanager and then it ends up causing more work because then you have to like fix or re-explain. Hey guys, it's your girl Carly. I'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists. It's my sister company, Primary Petals. You may have heard of Primary Petals before, but did you know that we are going nationwide? It's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48. Guys, we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh, which if you know, is no small feat for shipping flowers. For my listeners, I'm giving 10% off using code BOSSYCLASS at checkout. If you want to learn more, please visit primarypetals.com. Yeah, it does. I think having clear expectations of your staff and what is expected for your brand is super important. And as a creative, I don't see a lot of people doing that because ultimately, like, you're one of those people. And and one of the reasons why you're on this podcast is because you are such a badass boss. (laughs) And having worked for you, I'm like, yeah, she's like, has her like, everything's organized there's not a ton of questions for me, but as a creative, and if you say like, Hey, I just want to be a florist and jump off the cliff, start do weddings. Right. Like sometimes it's, it's like, well, how many, like, what do you actually want out of this? And you in knowing you and working for you, like you mean business, like this is a business. This isn't like a hobby for you. Right. So yeah. I think that that is super important if you are not just wanting to do it on the side. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, that's where and I've talked to some other floral friends about this too, like, where they're like, I don't want to manage people. I hate that part of it, you know? So they're like, I'd rather just, they're super talented. They could operate their own weddings for sure, but they'd rather just freelance for people because they get to touch flowers. They get to design. They're like the thought of 
managing a team of five, 10, how many of our people in multiple events in a week, like makes them want to pull their hair out. So they'd rather just freelance, which like, there's so much, um, I think to like be sad about that. Um, there's a lot of like amazing designers who make money as a florist, but they just don't want to own their own business. And, um, I, I appreciate that sometimes too, because here, you know, like you, we all are really open in Seattle about like freelancing with each other and working with one another. Um, and sometimes it is really nice to like have someone be like, Hey, can you help out this weekend? And it's like, yes, I can, because I can remove all of the stress from my shoulders and just get to design. And that's really fun. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You're like, no. that's why I like coming up to Seattle to work for you. Yeah. I just get to play with flowers and yeah. <laughs> like, and if anything goes wrong, it's not my fault. <laughs> when everything is your fault every day of the year as a business owner, or potentially could be your fault, it's nice to have a couple weekends out of the year where you just get to like remember why you like doing flowers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> I think there is something to say about freelancers too. There are, we have a handful of freelancers that really just do freelancing. And I think that that is an amazing market for that. And like, we need more people. So I think also the message here is, hey, if you don't want to start a business, but you love flowers, like people need your help. Like there's business owners that are struggling, but need some extra hands so no, I agree it's it, it is hard you know you know you're in California you're in an area that has a huge industry and Seattle has a massive wedding industry too so it's like you kind of run out of good freelance help sometimes and the people who just float in freelance are just like constantly bouncing around from different people and it's, it's hard to lock people down sometimes <laughs> so and it's like yeah I learned freelancing that's how I got to a point where I was comfortable starting my own business. Like if, and I think you're probably going to touch on this a minute, but like there, you have absolutely have to freelance and freelance for multiple people. I feel like before you start a business, cause you get so much experience doing that. Yeah. So, so funny leading to my, into my next question, like you said, for starting out, that's kind of what you, if someone's like, hey, I'm super interested in flowers, like freelance, like just start helping other businesses and see, learn the techniques and. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I freelanced for, like I said, Eleanor of Bashing Bloom, and then I worked with Christiana. She owns Floranova and they, their styles couldn't be any more different. Um but I learned so much valuable information from both of them for like business side of things, like how they do setup, how they do teardown, like how they do invoicing, you know, pricing, all of that. And um, like, it's so important. It's just like, you know, this is like kind of a bad example, but it's like, you can't just like be a doctor. Like you have to have training first to be like a successful doctor. Right. So it's like, I feel like in any sort of industry, whether it's like welding or I don't know, your mechanic, like you kind of have to shadow first before just like jumping into it. Absolutely. And then also like I've had freelancers come to me and do a wedding and they're like, this is way more work than I want to do. So it's best to see like (laughs) what this is all about before being like, I'm going to do this. This is like 
like be a little practical about all of the all the positives of like we've obviously touched on like it's stressful there's like things that come up that are like tricky and you're stuck in a pinch like you were saying Mm -hmm. like what has like rusted vase done to afford your dreams to like yeah um done for you in that sense like in a positive way oh for sure I feel like that list is endless like I really do feel like I have more positives from my business than negative like absolutely for sure um I mean, the first being that, like, I can make my own schedule. That's huge. Um, you, you know, and then the flip side of that coin is, like, well, you don't get paid vacation when you go on vacation, so you just use your money that you saved up, um, which is, like, you know, if you're good with finances and good at planning, like, then it's not a problem. Um, but I think the flexibility of making your own schedule is wonderful. Um, getting to have, like, really light months for me you know after wedding season getting to really truly enjoy like the holidays with my family is something that I'll always be super grateful for um being in this industry I'd say and also like the financial stability that I have now um is like so wonderful um and that's something like I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit but um just like pricing like I've been really organized in that manner um, about how I do markups, how I do pricing, how I can do be like in a fair market price, but also make a living. Um, because I know there's people who own a business, well, so many, you know, and it's just the part of being a business owner. It's like, oh, I haven't actually paid myself in three years. And I'm like, oh gosh, like that is, would be so stressful for me. I'm not saying I'm a millionaire, but it's nice to be in a job like which I wasn't in before that actually like paid all of my bills. <laughs> so that's nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So talk more about that, Carly, on the pricing and like valuing your work enough to like make a profit. Yeah, for sure. So um, first part of that, which kind of circles back to like freelancing is like, I learned so much about pricing from working with other florists. And so when I started my own business, I didn't come in undercutting the market. I already knew what like a fair value was, um, which is so, 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 so important. Um, it's like, there's never, it's not, I can't, what am I trying to say? It's so frustrating when you hear about new people coming in who don't really have experience, who then like for a centerpiece, I'd charge 154, they'll charge 75. And then what that does to the market is right. make it super crazy. And then if for any reason so a bride has reached out to both of us, um, this hasn't happened like a lot, but they're like, well, why can she charge 75, but you can charge 150 or whatever. And it's like, well, they're not paying themselves. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I'd like to pay myself. Um, so, yeah, I think I keep up a lot with like costs like per stem and per bunch. And I kind of have a weird system of ordering that probably would only make sense to my brain. Um, But it's super important to like charge what you're worth and mark up in a way that like you pay yourself and you can take a week off, you know, or two weeks off or whatever it is and not feel like, you know, you're going in the negative. I source 
as much as I possibly can, which breaks down to about like 95% of what I use locally and seasonally. So I feel like that also has a super important role in cost. Like sometimes I do pay a little bit more for products, but I feel better about it because they're better for the environment and, you know, they're, they're salmon safe. And um, so that was, that's something you have to like figure out like benefit of that. Um, but at the same time, like my, with doing seasonal, it's like, I'm never bored because my arrangements are like constantly changing. I'm not just like shipping in roses all the time, which those are beautiful too. But um, yeah, it, I think pricing and like getting the courage and also just like the confidence it takes, you're not going to have that at the beginning of your business. And that's something you just have to learn with time and experience for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at it too, like my big passion that I could get on my soapbox uh, for would be like the undercutting the market. Like Mm -hmm. there are people that work really hard to like have this job. And because anyone could just say like, I want to be a florist, like without having anything, any information or knowledge about the industry. Like if you don't want to pay yourself at least charge so that like everyone else has like a fair shot yes and absolutely that it that just really it just really bothers me it's like <laughs> i'll just like have a playing field for like what things cost so we don't have to like waste our time that is incredibly valuable to talk to people about that education yeah for sure it's yeah and that's like so, it, it's so hard i gotten so upset multiple times when I hear like like oh why are you charging that much you know um and like kind of a goal I sent for myself you know and it's like everyone knows this line it's like work smarter not harder like I'd rather take less events that pay me a little bit more than like make myself miserable during the summer um because I'm not charging what I'm worth I'm not charging market value and I have to do five weddings in a weekend to make ends meet versus like figuring out the finances and getting the right clients who will pay you what you're worth and doing one or two, you know? (laughs) I'm curious, like how you find those clients that are like, that afford you that opportunity. Cause I know some people struggle with that. Like, how do I even find somebody that's willing to pay me the amount that I can take one wedding or two weddings a weekend? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, Um, that's where it's super important that you network and have good relationships with like planners and photographers and other vendors in the wedding industry, because if they know what your rates are, then those are the clients they're going to refer to you. Um, yeah, I think that's super important. Um, last summer I set a minimum, um, for budgets and I'm like very clear about it for full service weddings, which, you know, includes setup, teardown, et cetera. And, um, so there's no question about like on average, what working with me will cost. Um, and of course, sometimes you're still going to get people that are like, oh, okay, well that's a little out of our budget and that's totally fine. You know, not everyone has to spend the same thing on flowers and they shouldn't, they should not strap themselves for cash with their wedding you know that's a whole nother conversation um but (laughs) yeah I think it's just continuing to start doing 
weddings and events at a certain caliber. So then that's kind of what is expected of you. And if you like do a good job like blogging or like posting on Instagram um, or sharing tidbits about pricing, then it's kind of out there in the world and like you're putting that energy out. Right. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely true. And like not and being okay to say no, like, hey, this will come my way if I'm like putting this like out into the world, it's going to come back to me. Like that's how this works. Yeah, absolutely. Really good advice, Carly, I must say. Going to be a hard one, but what is your favorite flower right now? I'm sure that this changes a lot. Sweet peas. Ooh, what color? Oh, uh, I really like, I kind of like all sweet peas, but like right now there's really cool lavender one and there's like the white ones that are kind of like speckled purple or maroon. Those are gorgeous. Um, But I'm going to retract what I said too. And I used Dutzia this past weekend, which is like a local growing tree-ish branchy foliage. Um, And it has like, the most amazing like mauve kind of purple kind of pink blooms on it and it's incredible so last week it's dutia but maybe today it's sweet peas <laughs> i love it uh have you read any good books lately that we've been in quarantine Ooh, yes um i read circe um which is like kind of a fictional version um of like greek mythology that was really good um cool. i read a bunch i read a bunch lately um i read some good uh murder mysteries kind of trash reads by james patterson and then um <laughs> um oh my gosh i'm totally thinking of like the oh is it where the crawdads sing yeah that's the one that one's super good what else have I read lately? I love that. Yeah, it's so good. And then my favorite, actually, that I've read recently is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, that was a fantastic read. I read pretty fast, but that was like a one-day read. Um, you read it, too? I did, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's it's really relevant to, like, the state of the world currently. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Final question. What is your morning routine look like? Obviously, I get it in COVID might be different, but like (laughs) in in a good world, what is your morning routine like and how do you take your coffee or tea? Oh, okay. Um, So I wake up at the crack of dawn every day, usually as soon as it gets bright. So like 5 a.m. And then I make coffee at home. I sit on the couch for a little bit and read. And then this has been my COVID routine. Like you said, it's a little different during like wedding season. Like that's not a real thing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sit on the couch, read for a little bit. And then usually I go for a walk to start my day. And that's been really nice. Um, Coffee, I basically always do if I'm ordering like out at a shop I get an iced Americano with oat milk or hemp milk and at home it's usually just drip with oat or hemp milk no sugar no sweetener yeah I remember going to get you coffee now it's all coming back 
Oh, Carly, you're the best. I can sit and talk to you for hours and I'm just like so thankful to know you. So thank you for talking with me and making the time. Of course. Thank you. This was fun. It was nice to catch up too. (laughs) I know. Likewise. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Okay. Thanks. This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Petal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Ray Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyrayweddings.com forward slash bossy class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.